The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. This ginger ale is so funny to me because it's called Canada Dry, yeah. which sounds like a Canadian describing the temperature or the weather in his local land. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's sure. Canada like these days? Canada Dry. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have prepositions in Canada. No, they're like Russians. They have... Yeah. Wait, prepositions? Phrases? Verbs. Is, verb. a, is a verb. Nouns, adjectives. They really lack grammar yeah they do have kelsey grammar though <laughs> i don't know if kelsey grammar is a, a he canadian. feels canadian kelsey, kelsey grammar is he's an american actor <sighs> shoot stupid i hate the internet it always proves me wrong it always proves me wrong a couple of things i'm are- only going to get on parts of the internet that that reinforce my pre-existing beliefs and then I'm going to take a field trip to Washington, D.C. <laughs> and I'm going to hang out with all of my friends in January. And we're going to do a lot of cool stuff. The only podcast with AI-generated content. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> the only AI-generated podcast. I'm Ethan Bott. And I'm Pat Board. <laughs> you just, you, you just want to do the whole show on your own, huh? <laughs> Good job. Thanks. <laughs> Welcome to the Crunch. We do. The only podcast with one host. It's your boy Ethan. <laughs> and I'm Patrick. And Patrick Patrick is over here just doing he's just doing his own podcast. I don't know if you've noticed this. This is a trend across all of our episodes. Is that I'll be really I'll be having a conversation with you and you'll be over there having a conversation with yourself. And somehow it works, but a lot of times I just kind of feel left out of like what you It's perfect because I get yourself. twice the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you get to hear yourself talk twice the amount of time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think we should do one of those episodes um, that like SpongeBob did or like Phineas and Ferb did where you have the cast, but it's like Phineas and Ferb in like caveman times. Mm, so if mm-hmm. we did like the crunch caveman special where it's you and me wearing like leopard skin Okay. Instead of podcast microphones, we're like hitting each other with clubs. Yeah, and we could be <laughs> we could be in a hot tub, and there could be, you know, kind of like we could be in a hot tub. Yeah, it'd be, fun. <laughs> it'd be pretty sexy. <laughs> I was thinking we just watched an episode of Seinfeld last night where they do uh-huh. the episode in reverse. Okay. So they start at the end, and then they kind sure. of show you all the events. It's like fifteen minutes earlier, thirty minutes earlier, one day earlier. They show you like all the things. But it goes backwards. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but it's also kind of funny. What if we did a podcast in reverse? <laughs> in reverse. I saw a really good movie that was like that. Interstellar. No. Inception. Inception, man, was y- so confusing, no. dude. It, it blew my mind, bro. I love Christopher Nolan and his filmography. I still didn't understand Inception. Yeah, no Inception, one... very hard movie. Very fun. Very difficult movie to understand in this, the year 2012. 
Yes. 2012, <laughs> 2012, the year of people were so concerned about this Mayan thing that like yeah. any movie that came out there, like this is the best, this is the best it's going to get because they thought it was all going to, it. it was all going to fall apart. It's all going to collapse on December 12th, 2012, 2012. 20, <laughs> 2012. And so uh, you really could have been Christopher Nolan could have gone out on top, you know, he could have, but he didn't. <laughs> you got, you got put under. Yeah. Made what were you saying? Another Batman movie or something. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it was called. It was like something Lake. I don't remember. Lake. It was a really good movie. I've watched it twice. Um, it was one of those movies where I ended it and I was like, "All right, I'm starting this bad boy over again." Uh, I one I of those. Movie and I start. Oh, Shimmer. No, not Shimmer Lake. That's not what Shimmer. It was. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it yeah, up. Yeah, look it up because really I'm curious. Movie. Shimmer Lake. Shrine. Lake. Shimmer Lake might have been it. It'd be so funny if you pull it up. You're like Shrek Four. <laughs> this movie that I forgot the name of. <laughs> um, yeah, it was Shimmer Lake. Shimmer was Lake. Like, when was it made? Yeah, it is a 2017 American neo noir crime film written and directed by Oren Uziel. That's too many genres. Benjamin. You can be neo noir <laughs> or you can be a crime crime film. film. You don't. You can't be uh, both. The film was released on uh, June 9th, twenty seventeen. Uh, about a small town sheriff who investigates a bank robbery that involves his brother and two of his former friends. The story is told in reverse. Mm. It's very good. It's like Memento. So, so the um, it's it's a very it's a really good movie. I yeah. don't want to spoil it. You should go watch it. It's pretty good. Um, what other the, the main character is a cop oh. and his brother, played by Rain Wilson, otherwise known as Dwight Schrute. Um, his brother is a disgraced attorney general for the town district attorney for the town and the the reason why he's disgraced is because he got in he got into like drug dealing Mm -hmm. or he was the defense attorney for the drug dealer who's kind of like the the big boogeyman of the um of the of the movie you're like oh he's the one who did the bank robbery like he got it we they're trying to they're trying to find him yeah 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 um yeah, and the um, let me guess. It turns out it's not him, and it's someone else. Yes, the whole time. It turns out it's not him. And someone, someone that you'd never expect from the beginning yeah, so of the think, movie. So who was it? It was the. It's the main character. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Welcome to Shimmer um, Lake. It's me. I'm Shim. I'm Mr. Lake, and I yeah, did the. Robbery. In in fairness, they do kind of telegraph that at the beginning of the movie, but that did not spoil my enjoyment of the movie. That's good. Because the cops, like, sometimes you got to take justice into your own hands. Like, oh, he oh, killed someone. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> he, did a, he did a bad thing. Did you? But uh, do you it, think it's called Shimmer Lake because it centers around? Um, it was a meth factory, like a like a meth factory, a meth house that exploded. It was a cabin on Shimmer Lake, and so the that explosion is kind of the catalyst for the events of the movie. Do you ever just do you just have a local building explode and you're like, gotta rob a bank now? You know. Yes. Do you think also do you think you speaking of the attorney general, do you think that like the attorney general and the postmaster general and the surgeon general all kind of have like a support group about the fact that they're not real generals? <laughs> <laughs> they're just like they're all kind of wearing their little paper hats with the stars glued on there and they're like they're like <laughs> why does this have the word general in it? <laughs> yeah. Why why do they get to be generals? Are they just like generally know. an attorney? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Ooh. That's also, why is there not like a teach a principal general? Yeah, why why do we yeah. limit it to those professions specifically? Attorneys, postmasters, the post, and the postmen, and the surgeons. Is it just because those were the the three archetypes of people in like 1955 small town America? Is you had the attorney, Probably. the surgeon, and the postman. Yeah, I think that's the. Those are all the characters in Leave need, It to Beaver. You know, you need you need people to people to. Uh, People to sue, people to sew, and people to go send your mail to you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we're really making waves here in the podcast world. People to people to slice, people to um advice of counsel, uh-huh. and people to surmise um, where your address is if it's so not, they, they can send so you they mail. can bring the mail <laughs> to your house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those are the three kinds of people. What? I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Last we talked about this on the bonus podcast. Last week I went to Naples. You did not go. You did. 
I had a yeah, lot of fun with John Blevins, Katie, Katie Ruby, and, and Katie Brajon McGrady, and Grassroots yep. Catholic, and um, everybody else that was there. You did not go. No, I didn't go. I was cold and I was here. How does it feel to be, for once, the member of this podcast that's not out making connections with other content creators? It feels bad, man. Yeah. We're, we're, we're switching roles, I think. Yeah, you're the one that's doing like, you're the one that's like tinkering. Oh, yeah. To figure out a new tool. I, I'm that's in my a, lab huge... and I'm going e on e on, and then there's little... sending. You sent me a picture of of you of you coding, mm-hmm. and I I was like, man, this is what I do when I have free time. I'm just like, I'm gonna learn a weird computer trick. That yes, is just enough for me to be able to do what I want to do. Podcasters hate it. Learn this one weird trick. <laughs> this one weird trick. Learning to code. Yeah, I actually didn't code at all. No, you didn't. I you think... downloaded a code. I downloaded a software and had to use some very basic code knowledge to get it to run. Yeah. And to think, I bought all these mice for my Python I didn't need. Clever. Thanks. I do think uh, that we need... Um, I would like... This is not a need. This is a want, actually. I would like sure. a... a uh, you know how kind of like the government has rooms full of computers and they're just constantly yeah. sort of... Like you walk like in, stacked on top of each other. Yeah, you walk into the room and you kind of hear like, bleep, 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 like in the background, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And exactly. and they're and they're decrypting, you know, Russian hard drives and that type of thing. Yeah, primarily decrypting Russian hard drives. <laughs> primarily, that's <laughs> I would like a room of computers, but instead of decrypting Russian hard drives, I need them to be, uh, sort of podcast machines if you yeah will. how big how big of a like what's the square footage of this room like are prob- we measuring in this square is, feet or hectares this is like a four thousand foot warehouse you know the four thousand foot square foot square, warehouse? square feet not not linear feet i don't need no, 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 I was gonna say, that's a pretty big just warehouse. one strip uh, four thousand square feet i need roughly 100 football fields long of computers making podcasts yeah and they're they're making podcasts they're kind of they're they're iteratively using AI to make the greatest podcast on earth. It's kind of like the monkeys on the typewriters making Shakespeare, but instead it's computers using chat GPT to make the funniest podcast episode of all time. Yeah. We Keith grassroots Catholic Keith. did, did send a funny podcast in. the. I think it just picked day. up on the title of our last episode. What was the title of our last episode? We we sent a Catholic cardinal to space, and then this happened. <laughs> so I think, I think that th- th- it was funny because it was not even in our voice at all. Like this just goes, this shows you how, like how far AI has to go because like yes. it doesn't have time to like listen to. He a must. Podcast he must have suggested like. No, let's 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 do it together. You oh you want to go you want to go back and yeah. forth a live yeah, yeah, yeah. reading. It's like a table read. For a, <laughs> this is this is a table read of the podcast that we should be having. Yeah, this is courtesy a, of ChatGPT. This is a new segment of the show where Patrick and Ethan get excited <laughs> about ChatGPT about a month and a half after everybody else. No, this is the perfect time. <clears throat> Ready. So the title is the Crunch Catholic Podcast. Opening music, uplifting and energetic theme music. Checks out. Welcome to the Crunch Catholic Podcast, where we explore the intersection of faith and everyday life. I'm your host Ethan, and with me today is my co-host Patrick. Hey there, Ethan. Today we're going to be discussing a topic that's been on everyone's mind lately, the possibility of a space crusade. (laughs) That's right, Patrick. With the recent advancements in technology and space exploration, the idea of a space crusade has been getting traction among some Catholic leaders. But as always, there are pros and cons to consider. (laughs) Definitely. On one hand, a space crusade could provide many opportunities for scientific advancements and exploration. It could also potentially provide a new frontier for evangelization, spreading the Catholic faith to new worlds. I see your point, Patrick. But on the other hand, there are also many ethical and financial considerations to take into account. The cost of such an endeavor would be astronomical. And there are also questions about the morality of potentially colonizing other planets and the impact (laughs) it could have on any potential alien life forms. Audience member's voice. I can't tell the difference between the two host voices. <laughs> That's a little Patrick edition. A space um, crusade. Do you think that it made that pun on purpose? Which pun? The cost of a space crusade would be astronomical. <laughs> I think it did. I don't think it did. No, I think it did because if you if you understand how it works, it, it feeds in 
all of these all this text from all over the world and i would gotcha. bet that enough blogs or posts or articles have used the phrase astronomical in articles uh -huh. about space exploration that it would right. create Thank like a positive my understanding i wish i had spent 20 minutes learning about ai like you did today I'm... <laughs> if you understand how this works sorry in layman's terms computer goes bleep 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 <laughs> okay you're 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 being an asshole right now and i need you sorry. to stop <laughs> i just thought it was i thought it was funny for, <laughs> for you to say if you understand how it works because now you're really being me just yeah i really am explaining a topic no, you know nothing about i read i read half of a book and my whole life has changed <laughs> and i'm gonna you sit there hey don't move we're gonna spend a half hour on this and i'm gonna it's gonna be me <laughs> telling you what i think now <laughs> i oh no hold on tell me hurt my feelings more no i don't want to hurt your feelings clearly That's not, how not. Podcast goes Hold on one second. Yeah. My computer is not plugged in. Oh. We gotta do this live. Yeah, Patrick. So you see how computers work is they kind of need to be connected to the to the outlet in order to not you got that got that from your electrical engineering degree. Yeah, right? I did. I learned a lot about sort of wires and uh, batteries. <laughs> I had a good I had a good bit the other day in our meeting. What was our meeting? Our meeting when we were you were talking about like, you know, oh, I have my electrical engineering degree. I'm not using it. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't know you studied. Oh, we were talking to the Exodus guy. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he was like, I don't know if this is part of the podcast, by the no, way. No, it is now. Okay. Uh, you were talking to that. Uh, we were talking to the Exodus guy. And he was like, he was like, oh, yeah. Um, well, tell me about yourself. And you were like, well, I studied electrical All right, engineering. Man, how about you tell me about yourself? All right. We have a meeting now. All right, man. What's that? What? What? Do you, what is this? That's what just how this? you introduced him. He's like, all right. Yeah. Tell me about yourself. I'm from Exodus ninety. I have not eaten food in forty five days. <laughs> <laughs> forty five days now. Forty five days, days ago, I work out every day. I've never seen a computer screen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Hedberg doing Exodus ninety. <laughs> That, that's what it was. It was I do not think effort. fasting like, is a very good before? idea. In fact, I go much slower when I am fasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, you were like, oh, electrical engineer. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I didn't know you were learning to drive trains. And you were like, no, electrical engineering, Patrick. And I was like, I didn't know they had electric trains. It was very good. It was funny. It was a good, it was a good uh, bit. Yeah, you hit, you hit me with the one, two, the soft serve, you know, the, yeah. the twirly whirl. Um, the, tw the, uh, the wet willy. Well, but I think, I think it's important to ask the question, right? Can we do a space crusade? Well, I was going to say, is it unethical to colonize planets with no people on them? <laughs> <laughs> In a hundred years, we'll figure out why it was yeah. unethical. I also, <laughs> yeah, I love I love that the, the computer's like so optimistic. It's like, oh, yeah, we can go to space to evangelize. You know, it's like, <laughs> sure, sure we can. You're right. We're going to meet all You're kinds right. of people. We out said there. the same thing about the internet. You know, <laughs> we we're going to say the same thing about space. It's like the digital <laughs> continent now. It's like there's other planets that we can go to, and then it's just a, we we arrive and everybody there is just shouting about Tucker Carlson. It's like, oh man, should we Catholic this? Catholics? We need we need this. Like we what do we, we need? need this space? We want we want so badly to do cool things. Yeah, but we can't do the cool thing. 
just because it's cool and we want to do it. We have to like have a holy reason to do it. Oh, yeah. yeah, We can't just go skiing because it's fun. We got to go skiing because, you know, we're giving glory to God (laughs) using our body. You know, it just, yeah, that's true. But like, you don't have to actively think about that when you're skiing. You can just go ski. It'd be like (laughs) serving your wife and she asks you to, for example, can you make me some breakfast? It's sure. like, I would love to make you breakfast because as your husband, when I sacrifice for you, I'm actually serving the Lord in our vocation. And so really, when I'm making you breakfast, it's actually prayer for me. And like, thank you. I'm thank hungry. you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to sacrifice for you and grow closer to the Lord. And it's like, no, this this does not, the woman, <laughs> the woman does not like this. You know, like that doesn't, that doesn't help you. It's like, why on earth would yeah. we think that doing the same thing for like, I'm going to go bowling because, you know, <laughs> God set me up as a pin and he, he's ready to knock me down and I got to live knock out. Down, I'm going to live out that theodrama right now in this lane, this well-oiled lane of pine, you know, <laughs> it's like, that doesn't, yeah, it's, it's absolutely silly. You can just do things. Just do things. Yeah. Speaking of, I really want to go skiing. We should, we should do a crunch skiing trip. Yeah, all of our investors. We should get all of our, yeah. our board. Well, the, you know? the patrons. <laughs> the patrons. We can, um, we can using all of the money they've given us over the past six years, I think we might be able to afford one ski trip for all of us. <laughs> Probably. Do you, I think um, if, if we were to do, so obviously we're doing the pilgrimage to the Holy Land in July, yes. which is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. If you haven't signed up, now's the time. You got to get signed up. If you have any questions about that, you can send us an email. Uh, Ethan at the crunchcast.com or Patrick at the crunchcast.com. But other than going to the Holy Land, like literally where Jesus was, if you could do any crunch trip, where would you go? Ooh, good question. Hmm. Good question. If I had to guess, I would probably go on a space crusade. Although, on the other hand, <laughs> I think it, there are many pros and cons to going on a space crusade with the people. There are many pros podcast. and cons to going on a ski trip with yeah. the Crunch Patriots. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. I think Rome would be really fun. Yeah, I probably would go to the bowling alley. <laughs> Sorry, you and I are like on two different, <laughs> two different. I was thinking that maybe we could go. I'm just kind of in a mood about bowling right now because can I tell you this? So we had our whole thing a couple weeks you ago. You went back to the alley. No, no, no. It was, like, it was a different thing. It was a different thing. Okay. There was there's a a, there, a, a set of lanes down the road from me. Sure. Uh, Is it walking distance? No, 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 no. Nothing's walking no. distance in, in Putin's America. I mean, Biden's America. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a set of lanes down the road. Putin and Biden. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to the bathroom. What are you doing, Putin and Biden? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, that's just silly. There's a set of lanes down the road. They are shutting down in okay. March. Not so get free pins. Not permanently. They're oh. they're renovating and they're gonna turn it into a freaking like I remember another I remember another temporary shutdown that happened in March. <laughs> <laughs> in Putin Putin's America, Biden's America. Oh boy. <laughs> Technically, it was Trump's America at that point. I know. Um, <laughs> no, we could we, we we pretend we pretend, we pretend otherwise. Yeah. So they're shutting it down because they're renovating it and turning it into this like. There's going to be axe throwing and bocce ball and fake grass and a bar and like cool lights and all these things. They're going to turn they're it into keep a, like two lanes. That, yeah, they're keeping four lanes out of like the twenty five that they have there. Yeah. And it's like, why? Like, what's wrong? I don't understand. Explain to me this. <laughs> I don't understand why people yeah. who walk into a bowling alley, the last vestige of the America of our grandparents, they've shut down all the soda shops. They've shut down all the yeah. drive-in movie theaters. They've shut uh-huh. down all the Lions clubs. The only there's thing a, left. There's a movie. There's a drive-in movie theater down the road from us. Uh, but just if you think in terms of scale, like there were so many that are all just gone now. Roller mm-hmm. rinks, like these are oh, all. We don't go to it. These are all dying <laughs> institutions. Yeah, bowling alleys was the last one. It's like you in most towns in America, you could find a good bowling alley where you walk in. It's dirty. There's a there's a an upset teen working at the counter, and a, yeah. and the manager is a guy that's a little too into bowling, but he knows his stuff and he's really helpful. You know, like that is a an institution. 
and we're shutting them down to yeah. turn them into these 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 theme parks, you know, where where everything is oh, yeah. forty five dollars. And, oh and, yeah, bowling and, is so expensive at those places. Oh, it just it just it feels like we're moving away. Where it's the death of Christian culture, but but through the <laughs> lens of the bowling alley. I like that you get this upset at closing bowling alleys the way that my parishioners get upset at closing churches. Yeah. I don't care. Close the churches. They they need to go. But the bowling alleys. <laughs> <laughs> Turn them into something useful, like a microbrewery. Yeah. No, not even that. Just like leave it. How expensive can it be? I feel like those bowling machines, like let's say, let's say, well, I don't know, there's a some kind of terrorist attack and we all sort of, you know, we lose the infrastructure. I'm pretty sure those Brunswick machines could keep running uninterrupted. I think so. I on, think just so. on their own. For forever. another, yeah, 100, 150 years without any yeah, sort like of human intervention. La- last of Us, they'll 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 mm-hmm. go into a bowling alley. Yep, they'll just start bowling, and then a I don't know a zombie will attack. I don't know. I never saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch it. It's a good program. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's it. Feels interesting that there's nothing else like from that era that's like left, you know, and because they didn't turn the the drive-in movie theaters into cool communal young adult yuppie hangout spots. They didn't turn the roller rinks into anything. They just knocked the, all yeah, of those down. Ironically, ironically, they just turned the drive-in movie theaters into parking lots for movie theaters. Right. You, you, it, Ostensibly taking up more space. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just, I'm sad, man. I'm sad. Yeah. No one, this is the kind of, this is the kind of uh, mixed use walkable. Uh, Urbanism. Et cetera. That they're, it's, it's illegal, illegal to, to build, build in most places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, <laughs> But yeah, it's. It, I mean, you saw this. Um, it, it was it was snowing today. We got about Ooh, four inches of snow. Congratulations! Today. And you saw the. Um, you got to see the funny the funny reality, uh, of of like you know, a snow covered road. The plows weren't out because it was only four inches. Mm-hmm. So you got like a snow covered road, and so you got to see firsthand how much of the street we actually use. Because when the snow is when the snow is on the ground. People drive behind each other. They don't. They don't like speed around. When when so, the snows are blowing, those those cars they get a the towing. Trucks are towing. Yeah, trucks yeah. are towing. Yeah. We're going the same way. They they and they get going. Yeah. Um. How much of the road we actually use, and it's not a lot. I saw this this post that was like a busy intersection in Boston, and it was like, hey, look, this is the road that the cars were using. Here's we could put like this could be walkable area. You mm-hmm. know, you don't need. Even if we want to keep cars, I think we could wean the people off of cars. Much like a child is weaned from the teat, we must been, wean America from the from the the teat of gasoline. From, yeah, we've been we've been we've been sucking on that pump for far too long. <laughs> Some people literally go to gas stations and off gasoline, guzzling, guzzling gasoline, slamming it. You know what they say they say gas guzzlers. You think they're talking about a Hummer? No, they're no, talking about Aunt Betsy. They're talking right, the reason that those people gas. the reason those people drive Hummers is because they drink gasoline. Yeah, it drives like them crazy. Yeah, I would drink gasoline. Uh, How much before it kills you? Um, I think one. <laughs> I don't know what the unit is. I think it's just one liter. I don't think you can consume Cup. gasoline. No, you no. you have to because the cars drink it. <laughs> and look at how look at how like healthy they are. Right. I did. Yeah. I had almost an an automobile emergency the other day. Yeah. I went to Tulsa to pick up some chairs for my wife uh-huh. because she wanted. She ran out. Of- she ran out. <laughs> she had sat in all of them one too many times and decided that they were yeah. up. Expiration date was hit. No, but we had the chairs that we had been using, we got for like $80 on uh, Facebook Marketplace. They were falling apart. Like you'd sit down and like the little supports oh, yeah. would come out of the leg and uh, they were no good. And so she found this, this antique style of chair that she really liked. Great deal. Set of six. They're all matching. You know, you don't find these chairs, uh, you know, anywhere apparently yeah i don't build them like that anymore and so (laughs) (laughs) they literally they were made in poland in like the 1910s so it's like pretty cool nice so we drive before the war before the war other war war. anti-diluvian chairs and Uh so i I drive (laughs) i drive to tulsa and i'm i'm almost there no one brought him over on the mayflower and a light starts flashing on my dashboard that i've never seen before 
it uh-huh. looks like a little pitcher of lemonade. It's like, oh, cool, it's lemonade time. Turns out it means that the oil pressure is low and that if uh-huh. you're driving, you should not be driving anymore. You be- should stop. You should stop. Yeah. And so I obviously keep driving. And then I get there and I get the <laughs> chairs and then I go to like lunch with my friends. And I'm like, surely this will turn off on its own. And then because it's it's the lemonade flashing signal, you know, it's like yeah. make sure you stop for a refreshment. Some newer cars. So what makes it what makes it lemonade and not like iced tea? Well, I guess it was red, so it could have been like Kool Aid or something. Oh sure, you gotta stop for the red ones, buddy. The yeah. red ones are the ones that. <laughs> Any it doesn't. One time I was they driving... specifically color code them so you don't think, oh, oh the... this is a fine. <laughs> this is fine. Yeah. The check engine light is like a suggestion. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Yeah. And like the green one that says, hey, your high beams are on is like, okay, okay, don't do yeah, anything. this is not a problem at all. But the red the, ones, the they're flashing like, hey, your red battery one. is on fire. That yeah. one you gotta. <laughs> but it, I mean, I couldn't hear any noises. You know, I was looking at the temperature, it wasn't going up. You know, I was still going at like 80 and it, I wasn't, I didn't stop. So the smoke wasn't too bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The frame was still attached. It. This is, I know we railed about cars last week, but like one time I was driving my friend's car and it had a little thing that boop, flashed on. If you had been driving for like three hours, it's like time to take a break. And I was like, Oh, maybe that's what this is. It's like, Oh, it's time to take a break. <laughs> In a 2005. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't care about so, that. In 2005. So I like, I'm at a stoplight and I'm like looking up the manual online. Cause I don't like, have pull a pull over for a big gulp. You need to find, I don't have a manual. And so I look at it and it's like, okay, oil pan. I click on it and it's like, okay, four flashing. Click this one. I click it again. I have to like go through three different links in this PDF to get to it. And then it says, if this light is flashing, it means your oil pressure is low. Do not drive. Immediately call for towing assistance because if you drive while you're turning or accelerating or stopping, it it will your your engine could have serious damage. And so I was just like doing some calculations in my mind. I was like, okay, I could call a tow truck and get this car towed to the nearest Jeffrey Lube. But I didn't. I just <laughs> oh. figured like, okay, I've been I've been going for this far for this long. I probably can make it another six minutes to to Jiffy Lube. And then I did. And the guy was like, hey, you got a lot of oil leaks, but we can put some stuff in it to like slow that down. I said, cool. yes, that's what I want. He said, it's an extra $35. I said, that's cheaper than a tow truck would have been. That's so why I saved. Yeah, exactly. It's like I, I just made a hundred dollars basically. And a transmission. It's cheaper than both of them. Yeah, exactly. So it all ended up okay. But for a moment there, like as I was reading this PDF, it was just getting worse and worse and worse. And I was like, oh man, I don't want to have to stay the night in Tulsa because like my car is busted. But we got the home, we got the chairs. The car's fine. Still haven't had any Kool-Aid, lemonade, but uh the light's not flashing anymore. And then the other one see- that was on, yeah. I just turned it off. The check engine light, I just I, you can just turn that one off. And so yeah, I, you can just check. Yeah, I just ignored that, that one. Off. Yeah, yeah, we're doing well. I, I I learned that the good thing is though they make it so hard to turn it off, at least in a 2016 Toyota Corolla, that um I don't know how to do that. <laughs> you can just Google it. There's always for any car problem. There's a 50 year old dude who has like the worst camera skills of all time, but he will tell you exactly how to do it. You know, did, did I tell you, speaking of speaking of 50 year old dudes with cameras, he doesn't have the worst <laughs> camera quality in the world. <laughs> speaking of 50 year old dudes with cameras, I John just had recently had to file a restraining order. Oh, uh, no. where'd, where'd Patrick go? go? <laughs> Ethan. Did my internet go out? Oh, no. Did my internet go out? Did my internet go out? Patrick's internet went out. Ah. Hey, what happened? Your internet went out. No, it didn't. Well, mine didn't. Okay, well, I don't know what happened because mine's still here and it's recording. All right, well, so is mine. So we're, right, well, we're good to go. So fine. So you said, speaking sure. of 50-year-old men with cameras, and I said John Blevins, and I don't know if you heard <laughs> say that or not. That's really good. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Um, my, uh, it's not, no, not bad camera quality because my, he's got an iPhone. But my dad started a YouTube channel. Your dad started a YouTube yeah. channel. No way. Do you know do you know about that my dad is like a super good like sign painter? Like he used yes. to Yeah, okay, you know yeah. my dad's a sign painter? Yeah. So my my grandfather died in in a year and a half ago. Um he F's in the chat for for Grandpa Pat. Um 
he happy patty this week when my grandfather was about my age he was living in new york and in staten island and he was getting in with the wrong crowd and so his older brother lawrence hold on or no not your dad was in the mob my grandfather your grandpa was in the mob no he was not in the mob he was almost almost in the the mob i think i think that's what happened (laughs) he was getting in with the wrong crowd Wow. He was like the beginning of Goodfellas, except for when his dad beats him up, he decides to not join the mafia instead of actually joining the mafia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically. I think my grandfather did get beat as a child. I think everybody who grew up in the 40s (laughs) got beat up as a child. I think that's just what happened. That's kind of how it was. Yeah. Anyway. So um, his oldest brother, I forget his name, but um, my grandfather's the youngest of 12. Wow. Um, I know. Isn't that crazy? Fertile people. And so, exactly. And so um, the oldest, like when my grandfather was, you know, my age, was like in his thirties or forties, you know, Mm -hmm. and was a successful sign painter. And so the way to get my grandpa off the streets was teach him a trade, teach him how to paint signs. Right. And so he did. And then he moved to Florida, started a company in Florida. My dad inherited it, ran it for twenty five years, and then it uh, we had to close it down when I was in middle school, which sucked. But um, it's a lost art hand lettering signs Mm -hmm. they have like a whole uh internet forum dedicated to it oh yeah like way back in the day when internet forums were a thing called the uh the letterheads and my dad would go to these letterhead meets fly across the country and just go meet up with his boys wow talk about hand painting signs he would take us and we like i have a i have a really cool (laughs) walking stick that got pinstriped one time oh wow um like the guy this guy did like pinstriping and he did this elaborate pinstriping on my walking stick it was super cool and so um, my dad started this YouTube channel to like teach how to do this. So if you want to learn how to like do hand lettering, my dad started a YouTube channel and he's, you know, it was, it was post my grandpa's death. So it was like a, you know, kind of like a tribute thing to my, mm-hmm. my grandpa, which is cool. Um, so yeah, if, if you want to, if you want to go check out a 50 year old man who just working out in his, in his, uh, in his carport, my dad just like outside in Florida paints signs. It's That's great. Cool. Yeah. What a dream. But it's, I know, right? It's a, side, it's a side hustle, but it's not a side hustle. You know, that's the dream. Should we start a YouTube channel? We did. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you say? Your your post on Twitter yeah. on the Crunch yeah. account the other day. <laughs> I can't, First of all, I can't believe YouTube responded. They don't even respond to real YouTubers. Yeah. And <laughs> I can't believe you said that. That's so funny. <laughs> Can you send us a small one? <laughs> Can you send us one hundredth of a creator play button? I said so. We got a hundred oh subscribers on our YouTube channel, which you can subscribe. The Crunch Catholic Podcast. It's on YouTube. You can just look it up and click subscribe. The link it's is in our website. description. Yeah, it's on, and it's on our website at thecrunchcast.com. No, I said it's on the website youtube.com. It's on the website youtube.com. But I screenshotted that and I said, "Hey, at YouTube, when do we get our play button?" Because obviously I wanted to celebrate, you know, getting 100 subscribers, but I didn't want to be like, I wanted to let everybody know that I knew that this wasn't a big deal. And so I made a joke yes. about how, like, hey, where's the play button? You know, we're a pretty big deal. YouTube responds automated, obviously. They're like, thanks for the screenshot. You know, creators get their play button when they reach 100,000 subscribers. And then I said, can you just send us a small one? Because we only have 100 <laughs> subscribers. <laughs> They didn't respond, which Bunch I think. Of jerks. I know. Wouldn't that be so funny though if they did send us one that was one one hundred? Susan Wojcicki goes, "Hey, uh, sure, <laughs> we'll just send. I'll just send you one." I've thought about it and I've realized why don't we do this for everybody who gets at every milestone? We should be rewarding them. They don't understand that I'm a part of the millennials who needed participation trophies. Yeah, yeah. Give me a participation trophy. Yeah, huh? I don't know how to stick up for myself. I don't know the meaning of hard work. I only yeah. I only work for something if I get a meaningless prize at the end of it. <laughs> dumb. Yeah, baby. Dumb. Absolutely dumb. Oh man. I um speaking of meaningless prizes. Whoa. Sure. Hold on. Yeah. Stupid computer. Hey, hey. Be nice. These computer yeah, these gonna, computers are writing all of our blog posts. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna punch it into face. I I don't feel bad. As a people would you know, you might say to me, Patrick, you're a writer. Are you okay that AI is taking over like the liberals are taking over? Mm-hmm. You know? The liberal and AI I say to that. Yeah. 
And I say to that, um, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm writing Catholic match posts, it's like I have an idea and it's kind of an idea that can be summarized in like 20 words, yeah. you know, like a couple of sentences. Yeah. And most of the work that goes into a blog is just filling space. Yes. And these are the kinds of things that can be automated because my brain is doing them automatedly. You know, it's like mm-hmm. there's not a lot of creativity involved no. in writing a blog post. Um, I think it'd be funny. At a certain point. For us. At a certain point. Yeah. A lot of people do really good work on blog posts. I don't want to knock it. But for there's a certain kind of blog post that you find on like, you find these like info websites where it's like how to, mm-hmm. you know. People get paid to do these how-to blog posts, and it's because it drives traffic and there's, you know, SEO and, you know, there's tricks to make it so that, you know, it shows up easier in Google. Right. And those blog posts are not worth anything. No, they're zero dollars. You know? And, like, they're not worth anything creatively speaking. Yes. They're worth something monetarily speaking. That's because true. Because they fill up space. But people skim them, you know? Anyway. I'm not. I'm not threatened by AI because they can't write a book. Yes. You know, they can't make a new point. Yes. They can only. They can only make points that have already been made. Yes. Before. Right. Which yeah. is mo- what most books do in the business world, anyway. But um, that's true. I, I think it'd be a funny video for us to both try to get an AI uh, generated blog post accepted by a major publication and see which one of us could do it first. I think. I don't think that would be hard. All right, but then. I do think it would be illegal. Why would that be illegal? You're passing off work as your own. You could get in trouble for that. I put the prompt into the thing. What are they? <laughs> what are they? What are they going to do? Send send cops to my house and take <laughs> take me to jail because okay. I used a, a program fine, that's free fine. and legal? <laughs> I am well within my rights to use ChatGPT to lie to America Magazine. Okay. I am a professional writer. Yeah, me too. If I did that, I could get discredited. Oh. All right. I don't want to do that. Who's going to, who's, but who, who discredits you? There's I, not a central legislative body that's like this guy used AI.com forward slash ban him. <laughs> you're, you're worried about that. It's like, oh, it's going to go on your permanent record. Writers, writers can, writers can like ruin their career through plagiarism. If I get, if I, then, if I, then, if I submitted a blog post to, if I, I understand what you're saying. John Grisham. Uses a ghostwriter, millionaire. Doesn't matter. He pays the ghostwriter. Yes, I'm paying ChatGPT with my words that I'm putting into it so that it can <laughs> make better words for the next person. I'm feeding it. Don't feed the AI. You're not going to get discredited. I'll do it under. I'll do it under a, a pseudonym. The way I'm going to write my novels. I'm going to write a novel under a pseudonym. Did I tell you about this? No. I feel like you didn't, didn't properly address my points, but we can move on. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of things that are easily repeatable, easily replicable um, by artificial intelligence, but are kind of fun to do. Um, <laughs> women. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> what? I don't know. Patrick. I, I wanted to know. No. I was like, what's the best? No. What's the best word that I can start this <laughs> sentence off with that is going to make you do that? Is no. what I was thinking. Patrick, we can't. This is a pro women podcast. I wasn't saying that women are easily replicable well, by AI. You did say that. <laughs> you did say that. I was, say, I was gonna say women have told me in the past okay, about okay, this okay. thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, I was gotcha, gonna I say, gotcha, Ethan. Gotcha. Um, no, I was just. I was <laughs> People are gonna write in. We're gonna get calls. We're gonna get letters. We're gonna, the Google spiders are gonna see our transcript and say that we're being misogynist. Yeah, the Google spiders are gonna um, lay eggs in our chests and <laughs> we're gonna explode and die because you made fun of women online. Um. So I, I've told you, we, we've talked about this in the past, about how I've, I found out that people make money writing Amazon direct publishing, Kindle direct yes. publishing books, right? Yes. And I've told you how I think it's actually, it's not easy because you have to like do it. You have to write the book. Like that's a hard thing to do. Yes. But like writing the story is something that, you know, you can do over and over again. You like, you know, you just plug and play. Like it needs a, a gripping hook and then like a, a compelling character and a yeah. sex scene and it needs or whatever a denouement right? what the end like the denouement a denouement a denouement a denouement <laughs> an endowment <laughs> <laughs> no like a kind of like a it's <laughs> like it's at the end where like the falling action is happening and it's kind of the re- sure. resolution it's the denouement yeah. denouement <laughs> 
I don't know what you're saying. That I'm, I'm not going to let you have this one. I'm, <laughs> you don't let me have I'm any like a of dog them. with a bone here. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's fair. I am. I am the. I am the hair. How about how about the people being like Ethan? It's pronounced hors d'oeuvres in the Discord. <laughs> Horse divorce. It's like I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. I have a degree. Okay. In electrical engineering, okay, I can drive an electric train through a horse divorce. All right, <laughs> nobody can stop me. Yeah. All right, tell me about um, your thing now that you've properly I, humiliated me thrice on this podcast. <laughs> I only get only one more, and I get a free sub. <laughs> no. <laughs> get a free sandwich. Um, <laughs> I uh, I was like, I was thinking about this, and I was like, I, I might want to try it. You know, like. Mm-hmm write you know fiction novels and i like write novels and i've talked about like you know the the mailman book and i'd probably publish that in my own name because i've talked about it on the podcast mm-hmm. but i was like i don't want to i don't want writing you know genre fiction or category fiction that's like not great and it's just for the purpose of like an interesting thing to read on an airplane mm-hmm. i don't want that to like clash with my my theology right my theological nonfiction, the stuff that i like think about all the time and put a lot of work into and then I remembered you can just make a fake name and write books under that fake name. That's what I'm that saying. You can just do that. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm I'm coming up. I was coming up with a fake name. Coming up with a fake name. Okay. That you guys can know about, but like <clears throat> the point is, I'm not gonna like try and hide it, you know. But uh, I'm trying to come up with a fake name to write bad, like thrillers. I'm trying to. I'm also trying to figure out like what the what the main character should be. And I was like, I'm trying to figure out an interesting character. And then I found this really popular serial thriller writer whose main character is one of the most uninteresting people I've ever heard of in my entire life. I think your name should be Reggie Butterman. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Am I, (laughs) am I Jewish or (laughs) is he black? Is he Jewish? Is he Jewish? We don't know. He's, he's, (laughs) I think that is an interesting person, interesting picture you're making. Yeah. Well, you could, I mean, you can obviously pick any name that you want, but my vote goes for Reggie Butterman, our buddy, (laughs) uh, Mr. Man, whatever you want to call him. When I, when I was little my my idea for the last name, I'll say, I don't know the first name yet. My idea for the last name was when I was little, I couldn't pronounce my own name. Okay. And neither could my little brothers. And so they would call me packet instead of Patrick. And Ah. so I was thinking packet P A C K. A E T T Packet would be a good last name. Packet. Rich Packet. It needs to be like a hard, like a hard one Rick. syllable first name. Rick Packet. Rick Packet. Rick Packet. <laughs> Richard Packet. Ba- Richard Packet. Dick Packet. Dick Packet. <laughs> you don't you have to write a very specific type of genre fiction to be named. Fudge Packet. Packet. Fudge Packet. <laughs> uh, yeah, how about uh, uh no, that doesn't work. No. Bill. <laughs> Bill Packet. <laughs> Bob. Bob Packet. Bob Packet. Bob Packet's too close to Bob Saget. John Grisham. No. John no, Grisham. Already... John Grisham too. Not... John Grisham Jr. John Grisham Jr. Is that is that legal? Could you do that? <laughs> no. It's, I don't, I, I don't understand what's legal. So it's like you can make up a whole ass <laughs> fake name to write underneath, but you can't. Mm-hmm use ai you you but you also can't name yourself john grisham jr even though it's a <laughs> fake name that you really really want because apparently there's some board that decides whether or not you're a real author so i like, don't care there, there is um i'm gonna be a book so guy. you also you also can't name your company like coca-cola uh books you know you can't like name a book company coca-cola publishers yeah, but because this, there's a there's a there's a law and trademark law or copyright law that like this is implying a relationship that isn't there you don't so have John a right Christian to your name you you do no what yes you do <laughs> no, you're you're, tell, you're telling me that uh-huh. i could go i i have let's say let's pretend i have another son i have a child i can name him I can't name him Patrick Nevy the third as if like you, you, you could, I could. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you have no right to your name because I can just make a new person and name him that and be like, no, this is him now. You know, so all the John were, so Smith's this, this, out there punching the air. So this is, this is the thing, right? Is like when you sue someone, you, you don't really need to like, be like, this is the law they broke. You know what I mean? Then what are we doing? When you sue someone, you can just say, like, this person is causing me 
harm this much money and damage okay because they are using my name john grisham to sell books you can also so sue for like emotional damage can't you you can so john grisham could sue you because he you hurt his <laughs> feelings when you named yourself <laughs> after him <laughs> poor john grisham rolling in cash see scrooge mcduck in it and he's gonna come after you so if I if I if I was like I'm John Grisham and I wrote this novel, he could sue me for saying you are uh, infringing upon my. You're like you're stopping me from being able to sell as many books because you're, people think that you're stopping you me are from swimming me. in my three swimming pools of cash. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. That's the thing though. He probably wouldn't because it's like right. Most, so like for this is an actual example that I learned of from. Um, from a TV show, right? So, or from a YouTube video. So, um, Taylor Swift uh, released the Evermore album, right? Mm-hmm. And Paramore. There, there was Evermore. There was a, there was a theme park called Evermore, ah. and uh, they sued, sued her. her. Yeah, they sued her mm-hmm. um, because they were like, now when people look up Evermore, they're not finding us right they're finding and so album. the judge was like because i'm like went, oh i want to go to that theme park and then i see taylor swift's album and i just completely forget that i want to go to a theme park yeah and so their their standing was because their standing was we sell evermore t-shirts she's selling evermore t-shirts and we have a copyright to sell t-shirts with the word evermore on it and so she can't do that wow and so taylor swift was like okay fine um and then she countersued them for you for uh playing her music in their parks without nice. her written permission. Nice. Yeah. And so it's like there's there's a bunch of like there's a bunch of like people breaking laws that are like technically you're infringing on copyright. Yeah. But no one's going to do anything about it cuz it's hard. It's like it's like it's complicated and who wants to file a suit and spend money on that and like pay your lawyer? Like no one wants to do that for like what what is it hurting? Taylor Swift, you're playing you're playing a love story in a theme park, whatever. It doesn't right. matter. My music is getting popular. But if you're going to treat me like, if you're going to do me like that, I'll do you like that, you know? So, uh, I'm going to write an album and call it Six Flags Dallas and see what happens. You can also just send a cease and desist letter to anyone at any time. Just anybody. Yes. Yeah. We should have a form cease and desist cease letter. And desist. We should send a cease and desist to Captain Crunch. <laughs> I think that would be funny just to see I think that guy that guy has sailed the 7 seas far too long. I think it would be you forgot about the 8th sea. I think podcasts. it'd be really funny to, like as a podcast bit to engage in legal action with General Mills and then get our whole thing shut down. <laughs> I think that would really, really put a nice. We've really gone from let's make this thing our livelihood to let's destroy this. Let's well, I think when we're ready, when we're ready to be done, that should be our like pull in case of emergency is like threaten to sue Captain Crunch and then create a media storm. And then like, obviously someone's going to pick up on it. And Steven Crowder's going to be like the woke, you know, uh, serial company is trying to shut down a conservative podcast, podcast, you know, and then we're going to make all this money from, you know, uh, free advertising. Then we can get acquired by the daily wire for $50 million. Yes. And then you can dress in drag. Like you've always wanted to. Yes. Speaking of dressing in drag, we got to do Dr. Ethan's dating corner. I love the transition. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting better and better. What was the one last week? I don't. I, I don't remember. Um, someone, someone said they really liked it. Yeah, I have to. I have to go in, in twelve minutes. All right, we can do probably can eleven do minutes. A, so we got We got to get it. Minutes. Hit it quick. So we got to get out of here. Yeah, we got to run. I got to run. We have to drop off some food for our friends who just had a baby, but they live across town, and so we have to drive to them from where we are yes indeed because we don't have mixed use urban walkable spaces all right uh two two options one um asking someone out or two what to do about wishy-washy men Ooh, let's hit the men let's hit them hard yeah i made a woman joke earlier so let's hit them yeah we gotta gotta get after the ladies i mean the the men men have had it too the men have had it too easy for far too long yes um I've already started getting flack about my uh, book topic. Someone on Twitter was like, "People are going after called? genitalia regalia." Yeah, they're already going after it. They didn't like. Um, they didn't like that I said that men need to understand. Fem- men need women to help them understand their femininity. They called me a beta simp, and I was like, hmm. "Yeah, if this is a popular idea, the book already would have been written." So I would. I would be like, "Thank you. For, <laughs> thank you for the compliment, good sir." Yeah, I was like, "Thank you for proving my point in real life." Um, Slips fedora. Okay, Crunch Bunch, this is from Flannery5480. Howdy. Uh, 
Okay, Crunch Munch, I need your advice about a purely hypothetical situation. Mm-hmm. What's the best move if a guy is being wishy-washy or hard to read? Well, we all know the answer to that one. For a few months now, he's been doing random things that are kind of weird, turning around his seat to stare at me from across the room. <laughs> Making really long eye contact at me from across the table. Uh-huh. <laughs> Licking his chops when I walk by. Is this, is this, is this guy a jungle cat? Is that... <laughs> Oh, dear. Um, inside jokes, compliments, etc. I'm trying to just be friendly or receptive, let him make the moves, but sometimes it seems like he doesn't want to invest in friendship, like mm. not responding to texts. What do I do? Do I talk to him? Do I give up on the whole situation? Help. What do you think, Ethan? Yeah, I think um, first you got to be careful because it seems like he is going through a lot. Uh, he flips his chair around and stares at you. That's like kind of weird. Like as a bit? As a joke? I need, I need, I need more context on that one. I need. What's, what are you looking Nothing. at? Nothing. I just got to text my wife. My wife asked me, are you seeing this rainbow? I I was a Trump voter. So no, um, the, oh man, the sky's gone woke. I would, I would just say, cause I have to go, but, um, I would just say that the thing that you got to do is, uh, yeah, you just got to go up and talk to him. Very simple. Seems very hard. But I think a conversation mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, you're giving me a lot of mixed signals and I don't know what they mean. Can you please explain that to me instead of going yeah. to other people and saying, hey, this guy is giving me a bunch of mixed signals and I don't know what they mean. Can you all explain them to me? There's only yeah. one guy that knows what they mean. And it's it's your jungle cat friend. It's your yeah. it's it's the it's the man who's who's perched across the room staring at you and and uh-huh. and uh, kind of wait salivating. salivating. Right. So, yeah, uh, yeah I think. I wouldn't read too much into texting. I think people put a lot of stock into texting. I don't text back my best friends uh, ever, typically. And so, it, yeah, it's just weird. I wouldn't put a lot of stock into that. I would put all of your all of your marbles into the one egg basket. And that basket, <laughs> and that basket is full of, hey, uh, can you explain this to me? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I just like you. It's like, okay, ask me out then. And then if Silly he and if he doesn't, then you can move on. But if he does, then it's like, all right, cool. Then we have some clarity. So right. you kind of have to force it by just being a human being. Like there's a lot of Catholic women are so like, oh, I have to let him pursue me. But if he's just being, if he if what he's doing doesn't make sense, ask for clarification. Yeah. yeah. That's all. I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if I had to give advice, I would probably say just like, you know, talk to him calmly, um, you know, just very clearly. Uh, just doesn't matter what you say. Just talk to him um, and then uh, back away slowly. Whatever you do, do not turn your back on him. Yeah. Um, make yourself appear really big. Really big. So that he's kind of threatened. Yeah. Uh, whatever you do, don't run because that encourages him to chase. Right. They respond um, to movement. Once, Yeah. Once you're clear of him, his eyeline, you're probably out of danger. Yeah. So. And the nice thing about him is that his eyes are kind of perched on the side of sides of his skull. So if you stand directly in front of him, he can't see you. So I was I was doing a jungle cat thing. You're doing a T Rex thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is like actually what you're supposed to do if you get encounter a encounter a wild cat. Yeah, I don't know. Just... I never read any of those books. I got I got to Magic Treehouse number three, and then I stopped reading. And so all of the information that I could gather about jungle sure. cats. This is lost on me. The dinosaurs one was the first one, so you yes. So I know that one. I know about the one that where they go to space, and I know the one that's with... the eighth one. And then I go. I know about the one where they go to, into medieval times, the knights. That's the second one. Okay, so you, why do you know that? <laughs> I'm so happy. This is like this is the first Patrick thing that I did as a kid. Was I memorized all of the Magic Treehouse book numbers? I could tell you what each book was. 13. And then I could tell if you if you gave me a number, I could tell you what book. I can't do it anymore. Oh, well, then, okay. So why bring it up as if it's like you're, you're so impressive? You did this when you were a kid. I memorized, so happened, I memorized Weird just... Al Yankovic's hardware store and I can still sing it. <laughs> can you? Yes. I'm not going to do it right now because okay. I literally have to go so bad. But uh... yeah. So you just happened to say the three that I knew. The first okay. four are easy because it's the it's the dinosaurs, the the knights, the um the mummies, and then the pirates. And then I forget what the fifth one is. But yeah, yeah I know the first four, and then the eighth one, and then the twenty first one is Camelot. Anyway, 
Um, what? <laughs> Nothing. This is insane. People should go to bit.ly slash crunch discord to join the greatest Catholic community on the internet. If you like what you do and you want to support us, you maybe want to get an extra bonus podcast. If you like what us, you like what we do and you like also <laughs> what you do. If you're happy generally in your life, then you should go to patreon.com with your career. Patreon.com slash the crunch. It's the place to go for uh, supporting us and getting extra bonus content every yeah. week. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube at the crunch Catholic podcast, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the crunch cast. All of these links will be in the description. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Tune in next week for an AI generated butt kicking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you and we'll see you all. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.